This is Laura Deirdre with the Becker's Ambulatory Surgery Center's podcast. I'm thrilled today to be joined by Donna Morris, Administrator of Eye Surgery Center in Shreveport, Louisiana. Donna, it's a pleasure to have you on the podcast today. Oh, thank you, Laura. I'm so glad to be here with you. Well, before we dive into the questions, can you tell us a little bit more about yourself and your background? Okay, I'm uh, the administrator here at the Surgery Center, but I'm also an RN, which I've been for many years. Uh, Most of my background has been in nursing and surgery administration, that I have, you know, been a nurse. I started out as a nurse working with a general surgeon that I grew up with, like my big brother, that really got me into surgery. And I can truly say there's no part of surgery I don't love. You know, so I can work in different surgical specialties. I can work in ASCs or hospitals or anything. And I just love any component with the surgery. Got it. That's, that's really fantastic to hear. So, you know, now as an administrator, are you able to um, scrub in at all, or do you mostly deal with some of the office and administrative aspects, but still have kind of that, that nurse's perspective and surgical perspective when you're making decisions? Yeah, it's like, no matter what position I'm in or what size hospital, I mean, even when I had 42 ORs, it's just like, I'm still going to be hands-on. I still have the ability you know, to scrub, I scrub ortho and neuro. And I mean, that's just something I've always been able to jump in and fill in because you never know when that need's going to rise. So most of my time is consumed with administrative jobs, but um, we had a unique situation several weeks ago and the majority of my OR nurses were out, you know, and I worked it. I just walked in and did it, you know, and it's, hard when you don't do it every day, but that's just who I am. And I've always liked to be able to be hands-on in that respect if I need to be. Absolutely. That, that sounds fantastic. And, you know, um, based on your experience, what does that um, ability to be in the operating room as well as do the administrative side of things bring to a surgery center and really running it effectively? Well, it really makes it all make sense. You know, when you're ordering supplies or, you know, doing a different type of surgery and you actually are back there and get to see it happen, then it just gives you all the information you need to either make sense of the expense of the surgery or to be able to understand why it's so helpful to the patient for us to be able to do this surgery. Absolutely. That, that makes a ton of sense. Now, what are the top three trends that you're following in healthcare today? Well, the, um, some of them that aren't related to surgery because of other things I've done. Of course, I watch surgery and where is surgery going? You know, it's like 10 years from now, what will be the setting for cataract surgery? You know, there's a lot of information out there, you know, and it's a, the surgery, will that type of surgery be done in an office setting rather than an OR setting? You know, when we think back of how much surgery has changed and how we used to do procedures compared to how we do them now, you know, you can't just ignore the fact that it can be drastically different. And I always associate that to the, uh, the gallbladder surgery. 
you know, we used to keep them in the hospital, you know, for a week with the Penrose drain hanging out of them and, you know, off work for six weeks. And then now we do the surgery and they're at home in three hours, you know, and they're back to work, you know, within the week. So I have to stop and think in our specialty, okay, with the, when we went just topical anesthesia, I mean, you can put drops in your eyes in the office and do it. We just, we're uncertain about, you know, where is it going to go? And we usually get told, you know, through reimbursement where we're going to do the surgery. You know, and I think reimbursement right now is having trouble catching up with as fast as we're progressing in surgery. I mean, just like just now trying to get um, approval to do some of the orthopedic cases in an ASC setting, you know, it's just like the reimbursements holding us up in some respects and in some other respects, they're pushing us in a direction that we may not be ready to go yet. So we just have to be abreast on really what is the safest place for the patient to have surgery. Got it. Yeah, that that makes a ton of sense and seems like, you know, a lot of different centers are facing some similar issues in terms of especially thinking about the orthopedic cases and working with insurance companies. Um, From your perspective, when you're thinking about, you know, bringing those cases in, um, is it mostly, you know, the the commercial payers that are kind of challenging in, in what you know, really do you see as being the big roadblock to um, working out a contract that makes sense for you as well as, you know, the patients and the insurance company? Well, in, in our setting with cataract surgery, of course, it's mostly the Medicare population. So, you know, Medicare has been the driver in that situation for years and years. And the change I'm seeing right now With commercial, it's like now we're starting to see patients that are younger and that are not as debilitated from their cataracts but are making decisions to go ahead and have cataract surgery early, you know, while they're still working and still have commercial insurance and so that they can improve their vision and be more comfortable working and doing hobbies and driving and not be tied down to glasses or things like that. So, you know, that that driver's coming from a different way. It's almost, you know, it's not cosmetic, but it's getting to the point, it's a patient choice thing now where it hasn't been that way you know, as, as much as it is most recently. Got it. That, that makes a ton of sense. And it's so interesting to think about how those trends, you know, especially from the patient side can ebb and flow. Um, What from your perspective is the best opportunity for growth at your center over the next year or two? Probably the biggest opportunity we have here that most centers can't say is that, that we do surgery on everything that the eye needs. We do cataract surgery, glaucoma procedures, we do corneal transplants, we do retina surgery, and we do ocular plastics. You know, so we have, a we're in a great situation because anything that the eye needs, we can take care of. 
and that's not always true. You know, you may have, you know, you may do cataracts, but you may not do retina. And so anyway, I see that as just a big opportunity that we have, that we have a group of doctors that have more or less handled themselves as independent practitioners. And my challenge is to pull the center together as a group so that we take care of the patients because we encompass everything, every specialty of the eye that we need to have. Absolutely. And I can imagine that, you know, that's a huge undertaking to try to bring together um, physicians who are used to being independent or uh, more autonomous. Um, how, how are you able to, to do that, bring them together, especially when decisions have to be made or, um, you know, when there are issues that the center is facing that, that you need to troubleshoot? Well, I mean, one thing is that, you know, there, there are competition within the group because, you know, there's, you know, duplicate, you know, cataract surgeons. But when you work as a group, you know, some are more gifted in certain areas than others. They can learn from one another. You know, they can refer to each other. And then if the center does well, they all do well. You know, in that word of mouth with the patient, you know, in one community travels very quickly. So, you know, to get the group to look more as the center, not as their individual practice, and that's already happening, you know, just to bring it to the table and say, hey, what are y'all doing? We're missing the boat here. You know, you need to, to look at yourself as an outstanding specialty group. So, I mean, that's the direction, you know, I'm taking things at the moment. Got it. Got it. Um, it's so interesting to see and, and glad that they're evolving to a place where, you know, the whole group is able to thrive. Um, now, before we wrap up our conversation, what are you most excited about today? What makes you nervous? Well, <clears throat> reimbursement always makes me nervous because it always changes and it doesn't always change for the better. You know, it's, but it's certainly always the challenge and I like the challenge. So I get a little excited about being challenged. So being able to deliver the care that's needed under the regulatory guidelines and the reimbursement, you know, uh, concerns that we have, you know, you pull it all together and being able to make it work is exciting to me. It's like, you know, this is, you know, this is what I'm dealing you, make it work. And we always do. You know, was, we always figure it out. That's really great to hear. Um, and, you know, in thinking about some of the different changes, I know especially um, CMS is proposing um, additional data information and gathering on cataract surgery and those kinds of things. Um, you know, when you look at um, especially data and some of the requirements around um, cataract surgery and other eye procedures, how are you um, preparing for that or thinking about just making sure that your center is able and, and in a good place to meet some of those requirements in the future if, if they should um, continue to be the, arise as a requirement going forward? 
So, I mean, to stay abreast of what's going on and staying connectors, connected with your peers is critical to, to me. And I think I told you, you know, I'm a Becker's addict. I mean, I love reading everything on Becker's. So, you know, I just love that point of sharing that triggers us to think a different way than we might normally be thinking about anything. So, you know, I just constantly try to stay in touch with what looks like it's coming, you know, down the line, you know, in what direction reimbursement's headed, and certainly technology, you know, where is technology at? You know, what what is out there that we don't have, you know, that we will eventually want to have. So I just like to educate myself a whole lot. Absolutely. That sounds fantastic. Well, Donna, thank you so much for joining us on the podcast today. This has been a really great discussion and I look forward to connecting with you again soon. Okay. I love hearing from you soon too.